The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Belly head up to the nine foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. This is my basement, and this is the EP Podcast Football Friday. We're going to be sitting down in just a few moments with head coach Jerry Verdi of the Evergreen Park Mustangs. Three and one after a tough loss last weekend, and a big contest on the road this Saturday afternoon. It is all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Your child's bright financial future starts with learning good money habits early in life. Help them get ahead with a Junior Savers account from the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. With a Junior Savers account, kids earn interest on every dollar they deposit, so they get to watch their money grow. I have several kids in this house. They all have Junior Savers accounts with the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Show your kids how fun and rewarding saving can be. Set them up for success. To learn more, visit bankevergreenpark.com slash junior or stop into that iconic building at 95th and Pulaski. No minimum deposit to open, member FDIC. On the most recent episode of the EP podcast, Village Trustee Jeannie Olson stopped by. If you missed that episode, you should definitely listen to it. We talked a lot about the construction going on in the Southwest Quadrant. We also talked about a special cause that she is a part of now for several years, helping homeless veterans, and they have a big drive going on. One of the drop-off locations for that drive is going to be at Evergreen Park's Oktoberfest on October the 8th, and the EP podcast will be out there as well. over by Circle Park, Climb Park, depending on what you call it. Stop by the EP Podcast tent. We're giving away cash money and we're doing a Stein hoisting competition as well for the village later on in the evening. They got food, music, and of course, the German beer. The other date you have to mark down on your calendar, October the 1st. Now, let me tell you, that is going to be a busy day, especially if you like to put on the Lederhosen and grab your Stein. First off, Open Outcry is having their Oktoberfest. It kicks off at 11 o'clock in the morning and goes till 5 p.m. They got the roof, they got the downstairs, they got a big tent in the back, they got German food, they got music. John Brand was talking about it on the last episode. Again, you can get that on demand anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. And the EP Podcast will be at that event. And then John is packing up his truck. We are packing up our stuff. And then at 5.30, we're all coming to Evergreen Park. That's right. Back-to-back events on the same day. The Evergreen Park Public Library is having their micro-marathon. Frank Murray was just down here talking about it. That episode also on demand. It is going to be big. Not only if you walk around the school twice, do you complete the .262 needed for the .262 sticker for a micro-marathon on the back of your vehicle, but for 35 in advance and 40 at the door, You get a ticket to walk in for local beer and cider. Open Outcry going to be there, as I mentioned. Iris Brewery and Cider House, Banging Gavel Brews, Horse Thief Hollow, Revolution Brewery. Food is included in the price from Joey's Red Hots. Live music from Friendly Fire and a Split the Pot, along with prize baskets. You know it's going to be a big event. 
when Open Outcry saying, okay, we're doing our Oktoberfest, then we're wrapping that thing at 5 o'clock because we don't want to miss the start at 5.30 of the Micro Marathon on October the 1st at the EP Library. I know it's hard, but I want all of you at all of these events. Saturday, October the 1st, once again for that Micro Marathon, 5.30 to 9 p.m. Advanced tickets, 35 bucks, 40 at the door. Get your tickets at evergreenparklibrary.org and Coach Jerry Verdi. Up next, right here on the EP Podcast, Football Friday. Another Football Friday, this week also brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop, local Evergreen Park business, Reed and Rigid over there for years have been trying to get people off of cigarettes with an alternative. You've heard Reed on this show before. He's not trying to get somebody who's a non-smoker to take up vaping. He's trying to get cigarette smokers to try something different, move to a better alternative. They also have great CBD products. They got a full taster bar. If you've been thinking about trying the alternative, check out all they have to offer at coolcloudsvapor.com or stop in and see them 3837 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park. And joining me on the phone line right now, he is the head coach of the Evergreen Park Mustangs, and he has a busy week ahead of him coming off of an unfortunate loss. Uh, but just talking to him before he gets here on the on the show, I, I hear positivity. I, I hear I hear purpose, and I can't wait to talk to him. Head coach of the Evergreen Park Mustangs, Jerry Verdi. How are you, coach? I'm doing well, Chris. All right, so it didn't go your way. I know you wanted this one. I, I know you wanted Shepard. I even said it on the show last week. You talked about a couple of close years, close games against them. Uh, the score does not seem very close. Uh, you, you took a you took a big L there, and it's your first one of the year. But as you were telling me, and I'd love for you to dive into it with uh, with folks here to kick off the show, you saw some positives. You saw as the game went on, your guys figure out they could play with this team. Yeah, you know, whenever you get uh, a game with Richards, you got to go into it with you know, the understanding that, that they're a quality program. They're always going to be prepared. They're always going to have, uh, have a really good scheme to, to put out against you. And you've got to come out and you've got to battle right away. And it was a point of emphasis all week. We talked about it many, many times on, on that Friday. And then, of course, we, we, uh, we, we kicked the ball off, start off on defense, and um, you know we we don't get off the field. We had an opportunity on on a, on a third and and um, a medium, and we didn't we didn't make a play. And then they score, um, they kick the ball off, and and we end up losing uh, Max Manso, who was playing free safety. And then so we're kind of a little bit discombobulated. And uh, a series of things happen. We don't really play real well uh, offensively the first few series, and then we look up at the scoreboard, and it was twenty to nothing. And there's been times in the past, you know, this is my seventh year here at, at EP, that we might have let that one get away. But you know, the players battled, and and, and they didn't they didn't give up, and and they realized r- relatively quickly that they could play with them. And uh, so we play, you know, the second quarter pretty much to a stalemate, and we get the uh, opening kickoff uh, to start the uh, second half, and we drive right down the field, and we scored in three plays, and then unfortunately we gave up another score ourselves. Now you're at 27-7, and the rest of the game pretty much played out as a bit of a stalemate. 
you know, and, and there were times after that first quarter, we two times we were in the red zone, you know, inside the 10 and we, we coughed the ball up uh, and it could have been a different game. Uh, it wasn't, but, but it could have been. And, and the positives are that we showed resilience and we showed a resilience that we haven't always shown. And we showed a resilience that, um, you know, maybe we didn't even know we really had, uh, you know, and, and even with the Oakland game week three being a, a contentious one, we, we, for the most part, we led most of the game and um, to, to battle from behind uh, the way we did. And we had a, a, a few different guys just, uh, you know, in spots that they're not used to being, but, but, but we kept playing hard and, and that's always a positive. And, and when it happens, something like that happens week four, um, you can build off of that. You know, if, if it happens week nine, well, that is what it is. But uh, week four, you can see the positives and you, you, you draw off of that. We talked last week. You're coming off of the win against Oak Lawn at home. You, you told me you had a, a really great crowd out there. Uh, you win 28 to 23, but you had problems with the way that your team performed in that game. And you were not as positive. Meanwhile, you lose 27 to 7 to Richards the next week, and you are finding the positive. So, you know, you sound like me when I'm, when I, and I, I, I don't want you to take offense to this, but when I'm, when I'm doing fantasy football and I'm like, well, what the heck? I really should have won that game. Well, look at all the points I scored. I just happened to play like the harder team that had like a, like a brilliant week. And then when I get away with one, I kind of sit there and say, okay, well, I'm really a three and one team. I should have won this one. I should have lost this one. Flip them. This is what we are. Is it, is that kind of how you look at this? Do you sit there and say, okay, the Oak Lawn one was sloppy. We were lucky to get that one from Oak Lawn. We were good enough to beat Richards if we don't have a bad first quarter. Is that kind of how you look at it? Well, to a certain extent, yes. Um, we didn't have quite the mental mistakes, let's just say, uh, against Richards, especially the last three quarters that we had throughout the Oakland game. And, uh, you know, one of our big points of emphasis was the, was the mental game. Now we had a couple mental mistakes and they, they were kind of mental and physical mistakes to start the game off, which is how you, you end up in a 20 to, to, to nothing hole. Um, but we didn't have as many of those mental mistakes or to the severity, you know, as we went through quarters two through four, um, you know, moving forward. So that's how you kind of can, can draw off the positives there. Um, but yeah, it does go back, you know, there's games that you 100% know you need to win. And, and then if you win them and don't do it real well, you can, you can be upset. And then there's games that are more in that toss up area that, that, you know, you try to find the positives if you, if you lost, you know, uh, if you legitimately lost and, and, uh, you know, a few of the mistakes that, you know, that, that you make aren't, that we made against Richards were, were more the physical ones where someone just kind of beat us, you know, someone outruns you, someone, um, you know, breaks a tackle, someone breaks through the line and makes a big tackle, something like that. Um, you know, that's not a mental mistake. That's just someone beating you. And, and that did happen to us on Friday. And, and you have to live with those and just figure out how you're going to improve, you know, technique or get stronger, whatever the case may be. So, you know, it is it is kind of uh, <laughs> a unique um, comparison, I suppose. Before we get into your matchup this weekend, uh, anybody you want to say player of the of the week? I know you take a loss, but there's got to be somebody or a few that went out there and at least uh, did their very best this past weekend. Um, you know, there's, there's two guys that are, are definitely worth mentioning. One is uh, Axel Asiel Rubalcaba. 
Uh, he's a linebacker. We moved him back to free safety when uh, Max Manso uh, got injured, you know, right away in the game. He finished the game with 16 tackles, and he had a, he had a great game. He was everywhere, and he's one of the reasons why we stayed within striking distance, we can say, uh, during the game, you know. Um, and then also, uh, once again, uh, our running backs ran really hard. Uh, you know, Antonio Clay Jones, uh, Frankie Plunkett, uh, they, they did a really nice job. Uh, Dejan Feliciano also ran the ball relatively, you know, relatively well too, uh, with his speed. And, uh, we, you know, we still ended up with 250 yards on the ground. And, uh, that's a, that's an impressive total. Um, we just didn't get the ball in the end zone, you know, and that's, that's kind of the disappointment. So you have Revis, it looks like a Saturday start. So not a, not a Friday night game. Am I, am I right about that? You are. It's um, Revis. It's their homecoming, and uh, they play their homecoming on a, on Saturday. All right. So a, a Saturday afternoon game, a little bit different from what you guys normally do. But this is the only other team besides Richards who you just faced that is two and zero in your conference. Uh, you guys, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I, maybe you don't look at the at the conference standings as much, and you're looking week to week. But you have to think to yourself. You don't want to drop the one and two in your conference and let Revis get up to three and zero. Oh, and whatever Richards does, you want to keep pace. This is a big game for you, I would imagine. Yeah, you know, and 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 I hate to give you too much coach speak, but every game is you know is a big game. But but this particular one, it's a bit you know we every time we play Revis, uh, it, it's almost always a, a good game. Um, they always play hard. Um, they they fire out on the ball. They're they're going to um, you know try to run you over, try to try to try to try to push you and and and, and move the line of scrimmage, and they're going to throw some kind of uh, strange formations offensively at our defense, and they'll give us a variety of different looks uh, defensively for our offense, and run some run a lot of blitzes and things like that to try to get a lot of pressure on you. And it's always been an exciting game. It's a great competition. You know, I I really do think that. Uh, you know, the both both programs have a certain amount of respect for each other, and and so it, it is a big game. It's a big game at their place. Um, you know, they had a kind of a rough year last year, and uh, watching them on film, they are they are vastly improved uh, from you know from last year. Um, so it's it's going to be a tough game on Saturday. Uh, and you bring up a good point. You know, we're not used to playing on Saturday, so that's another point of emphasis for us this week is. Remind the guys it's going to be weird playing uh, with the sun out, and you, you you'd think that's no big deal, but when you really really get used to playing at night, and and we have very few Saturday day games even in the last seven years, uh, it is a little different, and you got to kind of plan for that and uh, keep talking it through. So we're, we're we're we are looking forward to Saturday. It's going to be a great game, um, and uh, you know we still have a variety of things we need to do to, to make sure we're ready for it. Is that a big point of emphasis for you that like, hey, Friday night, let's not stay out all night, guys. Like, you know, maybe get some rest. I know you got Friday night off, but, you know, Saturday morning comes early and I don't want you sluggish in the first quarter. Well, you know, they, I, I suppose that's more of a, of, a, of a college coach talking to his team. But you know, we remind the guys, go home, watch some film, make sure you get to bed eat something for dinner, you know, and uh, make sure you're ready to go in the morning. Um, we'll have the guys here uh, relatively early on Saturday so that there's not really a, you know, in their mind, oh, we don't have to be here until so-and-so time, you know, to make sure that they do get up early and, and so that they are mentally and physically ready to play. 
Um, but it is a unique situation. It's the only Saturday game we have this year. So, um, you know, you talk your way through it and then you, you get ready to go. Have you gotten to the point in the season where you're, it's like a war of attrition with injuries? Are you, I, you know, you talked about how you lost your safety in this last game. I know you've had other injuries earlier on in the year. How's your team responding when it's next man up? Well, and that's, that's the way you have to respond. And, and um, you know, you, 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 the next person who needs to play has to be ready to go. And, um, you know, you try to do that as much as you possibly can in practice, even when you're teaching, you know, new things or alignments to a variety of formations that you haven't seen yet. Um, you have to make sure that, that, that guys that might get in the game at least have some notion where they're going to go and, and some of the veteran guys that they get thrown, kind of thrown to the wolves because of an injury, they can, they can help them line up, but they can't go in there completely clueless. And so it, part of it comes with preparation and uh, part of it comes with understanding. Uh, by the time you get midway through a season, um, you know, on a high school team, guys start to realize, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a number two, or I'm not getting a lot of uh, out of a lot of playing time, and then they start looking around and realizing, well, wait, I I might be getting in now, and it's hard to see that at the beginning of the season, you know, when when sometimes guys are disappointed because maybe they're they're not starting or they're not doing what they they thought they'd be doing, but by the time you get midway through a high school season. There's, you always start seeing those guys having to jump into those positions and me, uh, the mentality on the team, you know, it, 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 it is, it's more gradual than a right away thing, you know, cause you, you, it's a one injury at a time, but, uh, as the season goes on, I'm, you know, it, it becomes relatively normal to have to plug a guy in for a game or a couple games as guys are getting better and things like that, you know, and we don't have any season ending injuries or anything else like that at this point in time, uh, in the year, but we have had some guys now that have been out and, and so we've had guys step in, and they've done a, a pretty good job. Coach, before I let you go, real quick, give me the key to this game. Now, I know Revis and all those that are with that program are huddled around their podcast player right now, listening to the EP podcast, <laughs> trying to glean what you plan to do this weekend against them to try to get some sort of an advantage. And I'm sorry about that, but give me one of the keys for you, for the Mustangs, for this weekend to beat Revis. Toughness and conditioning. That that that's what it is. They're a very physical team. They're going to want to wear you down, and you have to prepare all week uh, for that to um, you know be their game plan. Um, they've they've come out in a variety of years where they've even come out in with two tight ends and uh, the old wishbone, you know. And uh, they they they're trying to worn us down. And and actually, when they, the year they did that against us, they they did wear us down. So. Preparing for that, you know, possibility is, is preparing for this for this particular game. Head coach Jerry Verdi of the Evergreen Park Mustangs, three and one this year, one and one in their conference with a big matchup at Revis for their homecoming, middle of the day, high noon, uh, big contest for them. Good luck this weekend, coach, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, Chris. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, and then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week on the Nudist Basement. And the Nudist Basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one, Ooh, it is basement.
Oh, broadcast basement. The nudist basement. The broad basement. Slancha. The EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.